Hi, and welcome to Song Divers, an interview podcast about singer-songwriters. We like to go deep in conversation with our favorite musicians in search of honest answers. What are the ingredients of a great song? What makes a songwriter tick? Can a musician make a living these days? Is Jason Isbell overrated? What? My name is Stefan. And this is Ed. And in a time of social distancing, we're working to keep the music a little closer. If you're listening to this episode years after it was recorded, the COVID-19 coronavirus global pandemic is hopefully a thing of the past. Unfortunately, at the time of recording, March 21st, 2020, we are currently in the beginning of what will likely be a couple months of mandatory self-isolation across the United States and varying degrees of the same already in effect around the world. Businesses are closing, schools are shutting down, hospitals are filling up, and our government isn't helping. It's an unprecedented time that, despite years of warnings from the CDC and visionaries like Bill Gates, we are not prepared for. No matter who you are, the fabric of our daily life is being impacted. And now more than ever, people are finding community through the things that bind us. Things like philanthropy, art, and of course, music. As borders close and states declare mandatory isolation, postponing tours and closing concert halls, Social media has lit up with musical and lyrical love like lighters in a swaying audience as musicians of all levels share live performances with songs of hope, songs of support, and songs to keep a firm hold on the beautiful role that music and songwriting continues to play in soothing, saving, and uniting us. As the world faces this unique challenge, Ed and I want to do our part to support the musical community that we're so grateful to be a part of and so desperate to help during this time of economic hardship. So our next episodes are dedicated to all the artists out there across the U.S., around the world, and that are taking their performances online while the venues go offline. Musicians that are playing on social media so that we can be physically distant but not emotionally separated, and for the live streams being created to help sustain the musicians in every community. You'll understand that we have to start here in our hometown. The Tampa and St. Petersburg, Florida areas are already being hit hard, but our artists don't stay down. You don't need to look hard on Instagram or Facebook to find your favorite musicians banding together to bring audiences inspired, heartfelt performances as a way to help musicians keep the lights on and help all of us keep the darkness at bay. The Dream Stream is one such performance. Slated for March 27th and powered by Song Divers friends The Tampa Sessions, this live stream will feature a lineup of 12 Tampa St. Pete performers, including Song Divers alumni J.T. Brown and Christopher James, along with upcoming guests Sean Kyle and Mountain Holler, as well as many more we hope to have in the studio in the future. In anticipation of that event, and the many more it will likely inspire, we want to say a thank you to Christopher James. Absolutely, it's my privilege, man. J.T. Brown. Hey, brother, how are you? And the man responsible for spearheading the Dream Stream, fiddle player Nick Ewing. In this episode, we're checking in with the three of them to see how a few of the Southeast's finest musicians are weathering the storm. Chris, how you doing, man? Not too bad, man. Doing my best to stay safe and clean and quarantined. Yeah, well, I appreciate you making time to talk to us. You probably have a lot of time on your hands, though, I imagine. You know what? Between uh, working remotely and juggling the boys, uh, I don't have as much time as I thought I would. 
Well, I was going to say, I mean, you know, we're in the middle of a kind of unprecedented time. Plus you're a dad and you're a musician. Plus you've got a, a job you're trying to maintain. Describe how you feel right now. You know what? I think that is one of the most poignant questions because it has so many different answers for so many different people. Uh, I myself feel the pressure, but not so much from an artistic standpoint. I do feel the pressure to make sure that I maintain what I do as a nine to five, because during this time, it is what is going to sustain me and the boys. But I also want to make sure that the boys are good, that they're taken care of, that, you know, because they're quarantined too. They're going to get a bit rowdy and they're going to get that cabin fever, you know, so sure that they are taken care of, that, you know, that the house is mindful and that uh, we're just kind of ready for everything. Uh, I feel a little bit um, confused by the nature of it, whether the, you know, there's a lot of panic and a lot of hype, and I, I don't know to what degree it's warranted and, and to what degree it's not. So, um, But I, I also feel like, you know, this is an opportunity with this kind of downtime to um, reflect and and kind of sit quietly and and take this time to you know maybe get a little introspective. Are you self isolating? I'm trying to. Um, we went to Hillsborough River State Park yesterday, bounced around in the woods. But I mean, as far as human contact goes, I'm certainly trying to limit it and be as respectful of, of that as I can. Not put the kids. In a, in a bad situation. I'm just trying to be vigilant and wash our hands and then not, you know, not come in contact with people, at least for a few weeks. I mean, I don't know. Got to have the discipline to do it. It sucks, but it's necessary. So, yeah, pretty much just laying low, cooking cooking on the grill and trying to uh, stay happy and positive. Uh, so I'm on, uh, personally, I'm on day three, <laughs> so I'm not feeling it, um, but I, I have a feeling even because I have a little bit of the itch right now by like day five, I'm pretty sure I'm going to like say forget it and grow like a rally beard until we get unquarantined. <laughs> I'm just not going to take off my pajamas. I like the quarantine beard. That's That's a good idea. Right? I figured, you know what? Why not? We rally for, you know. Starters and and uh, and and baseball. So why not why not quarantine? Do a rally beard for for quarantine. Plus we get to sh- you know we get to save up on not spending money on razors. Yes, that is fiscally responsible. Well, speaking of keeping up facial hair, what uh, what precautions are you taking right now, if any? Like, are you are you taking this pretty seriously? I I am. Uh, I don't think I was taking it incredibly. Seriously, I was being mindful about it, uh, trying to stay as educated as possible, but also not trying to, you know, dive headfirst into everything um, and and create like a bunker, you know, in my in my room. Um, but uh, trying to take as much precaution as possible. Uh, about a week and a half ago, I loaded up the kitchen with as much stuff as I thought was uh, was uh, both fiscally, you know, trying to be responsible with how much money uh, is in the bank, but also making sure that I'm uh, preparing it uh, as mindfully as possible. But then, you know, from then and now, I've been to the grocery store like two other times to load up. I'm eating my snacks, man. I'm eating my rations. 
Well, that's the thing. When you're around your home all the time, I think that's everybody's calling. I don't know if you've heard this, but they're calling it the COVID-19. So I'm, I, it's not the freshman 15. It's the COVID-19. <laughs> that's right. Man, that's hilarious. I know. It's good. So, um, my, my gym has been closed as well. So it's one of those things where it's like, okay, gym is closed. And it's funny because I, uh, since having neck surgery, I can't necessarily run like I used to. Like I used to go for like five miles, eight miles, and I used to just run. I can't have that impact as much. So I'm considering of finding some sort of alternative outdoor activity that I can keep going uh, without necessarily harming that, but still being active in no way, shape, or form. Am I going to try to, you know, put on 19 pounds? Good Lord, are you serious? Well, you got two boys. Can't you just bench press both of them? <laughs> it would be a, be a little uneven, but yeah, you're probably right. In terms of how you're spending your time, are you writing right now? Like, what, what are you guys doing to fill your time? Are you finding music's got a spot right now? Or is it, you know, you're three days in, you're not settled enough yet to see how it's affecting you? I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, I think I'm kind of dipping my toes in the proverbial waters to see what makes ripples and, uh, and what is just agitating the water. Um, uh, you know, with the boys around, uh, Ethan, the littlest, he has nap time. And so I want to be mindful of that. Like the other evening I was a part of a, uh, uh, something called sing in, and it was just 16 artists that did a live stream and, uh, we raised money both for ourselves individually, but also for a venue of our choice. And, you know, money was raised for them as well. Uh, and it was great, but it was also like during the time that they were sleeping. So I was trying to not be too loud, but I also am notorious for kind of being loud. So it was definitely on that weird, like, am I going to disrupt the household by continuing to do music or, you know, some kind of, like, like you said, on day three, I'm still trying to figure things out. I think I have one leg down, don't quite have the other one down. Obviously, you're a regularly gigging musician playing a ton. Talk to us a little bit about what that impact has had on you and, and your our community. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been really devastating. I mean, we I think in a matter of two days, last Wednesday or Thursday, or, I don't know, I got a matter of two days, I got five calls from, you know, from my agent and from a handful of other people um, that I had private events booked and, and some other stuff booked up. Anyways, it came out to about eight shows in a matter of five weeks that are, that are gone. Oh. And that's multiple, you know, that's multiple thousands of dollars for the, for the work that I used to pay my bills and, and invest and, you know, live off of, you know, it's, it's a, it's a strange thing to be in a, be in an industry where, um, first of all, I work for myself, you know, I mean, I pay, I pay people, I give people percentages to do certain, certain tasks, but, um, at the end of the day, I'm my own enterprise and, you know, what, whatever money or work I take on is, is how much I, you know, how much I receive. And it's been all but decimated. Obviously the live, I'm sure you're going to ask about the live stream is, is becoming, really the only way that we can generate any income. Well, yeah, let's talk about that. I mean, I was going to say that, you know, there's obviously, you know, what you just talked about, there's some, there's the global negative impact of, you know, just the, the fatality rate of this. And then there's the, you know, for the, the society that 
has maybe, you know, avoided or been okay and come out the other side of it, then there's just the impact on the things that we care about and that we love in our communities and the things that give us our identity. And, you know, obviously you and I are part of the same musical community here. We, we love it. It, it makes us who we are. And certainly, you know, for you, especially it's your meal ticket and it's adapted. So we've seen a lot of artists around the the globe, um, but certainly close to home here doing streaming events. We just talked to Chris James, um, and you guys are part of one coming up on the 27th, which is right now called the dream stream, uh, that Tampa sessions is helping with. Tell us a little bit about that and, and how, you know, how that came together and then what everybody should be doing to help support that and support you guys in this time. Yeah. So thank you for mentioning it. I, I approached Nick Ewing, um, who's a, fiddle player and plays with a bunch of acts around town and a great guy. Um, I approached Nick saying, I actually posted on posted on Facebook saying, Hey, I want to do some live streams. Like let's, let's talk about venues. Anybody got a spot that we can dress up a little bit and do something cool. This is before it, it's, this is probably 10 days ago before it's, it's become like almost mandatory lockdown at this point. So, um, but he was like, "Hey, man, I got a, you know, I got this space uh, out in Temple Terrace. It's awesome. I've kind of built it out as a, as a performance space. We haven't done anything with it yet. Um, let's do make this the first one." So uh, he and I have been spearheading in it. We've we've got ten acts on the bill total, and yeah, I mean, a lot of the guys that are, you know, that we've kind of handpicked for this event, the streaming event, um, they are full-time musicians, you know, their livelihoods completely depend on it, on live performance and merchandise sales and whatnot. So uh, I, we're, it's more of a communal effort. We're hoping to get, you know, we're hoping to raise some good money and like, you know, put, put a little bit of scratch in people's pockets. Just, it all helps at this point, man. I mean, anything's better than zero. So um, I think we have a super solid lineup. A lot of, a lot of the best talent from around the region playing. And, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can do it all in one space. I mean, it's a, a tricky thing at this point because you don't want to be insensitive or irresponsible. Sure. But you also, you know, I mean, this is our livelihood and this is what we do. And I think. Well, and everybody's craving community. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, at, at the end of the day, you know, this is something that we feel is necessary for our own livelihoods and also to bring some rest and a bit of uh, and a break in the, you know the social going on with what's happening I mean I understand it rightfully so it's a it's a serious thing that's happening and it and it deserves the attention it's getting but it's becoming uh it's I'm sure it's bec- it's starting to wear on people I mean at this point even it's probably gonna get worse but we all need a little break from that so um our job as entertainers is to, is to give people an escape and give, give them an area and, and some room to run from, you know, from the, the stress of life. And this is no different. The dream stream. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for this. Uh, so there are so many people on this that it's almost hard to keep them all together. I remember back in December, uh, Mark Etherington, of Mountain Holler, it was like Mark and Friends at, over at the Attic. Yeah, I was there. It was a fun show. And there were so many people. And there were more people than we thought that were actually going to be there that ended up on stage. But we had an amazing time. And it's, it's almost like that same kind of a thing. They're going to get together. 
Um, now, we're kind of playing this by ear. We're not exactly sure how it's going to look. We have an idea how it's going to look one way, but if something happens, like a mer- mandatory quarantine, we're trying to figure out ways to work around that. But besides that, it's just it's going to be a great time of getting together and, uh, and just trying to rally another bit of community uh, and that's our friends, the Tampa Sessions, who do a lot of really great streams of live music here from the local area, um, are going to be doing that. There's a lot of artists taking initiatives all over. Some just making their music available. They're going on. They're putting videos out just you know, just to entertain people and stay connected. Others to help raise money for that gig economy, right? And um, there's been a lot of really cool stuff in this area. I know you've got one coming up. So you talked a little bit about the singing you guys just did. Are there some stuff that you're seeing in the community? Oh, man, there's so many cool things that are going on. Uh, our friend Katie Talbert is doing a really, really cool thing as well with kind of opening up. I don't know exactly what it's going to look like if by chance we are put on a particular kind of lockdown or curfew or something like that. But what she's doing right now and being mindful of it, you know, making sure that people are safe and healthy, uh, but offering what she has available to be, you know, to be streamed and to allow the artists to you know, do what they do and not necessarily lose out in this particular economy. My friend Kerry Courtney, who's going to be joining me on Friday, he, I believe, has a live stream tonight. Um, and uh, just a whole bunch of other people who are trying to express themselves and stay connected, you're right. But also, it's almost, you know what it, it kind of reminds me of? It, it reminds me of a community that really does feel the things collectively coming around communally and supporting one another because it's like, hey, here's my Venmo, here's my PayPal. Don't worry, you know, you don't have to do like a concert window where you have to pay 50 bucks or something or 20 bucks or something like that. You can pay whatever it is you want. So connecting with somebody for $5 or connecting with somebody who has, a, you know, $120 that they feel like they can give during this time, it is an incredible thing to witness. You know, this kind of communal thing of saying, yes, we understand that arts is hurting so bad. So let's collectively step up and and help. It's such a cool thing to watch. It, it is. Have you heard anything especially generous that's made an impact on you or just the general collective of all these things? So uh, it, it's so uh, the, the, I think we're kind of sucked into the Internet right now. We're sucked into social media because we can't necessarily be so uh, so out in society right now we have to kind of stay quarantined so what becomes our society is inside the social media bubble um so that doesn't necessarily have state lines or you know or lines or area codes or anything like that it it is all within your you know your reach on social media and i have a friend of mine actually in uh in uh, louisiana and her landlord was like don't worry about rent at all until like june like you're covered don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. Uh, I have another friend who uh, works in the service industry in Tampa, and uh, one of her regulars, literally on the day that they were like, look, we can't have you guys here anymore, one of the regulars came in and handed her specifically a $500 check and say, here, this is for you. I know you're not going to be working for a while. Hopefully this gets you some sort of solace. And it's like, that's what I mean by communally. We kind of band together knowing that people are hurting and we still come through for one another. Yeah, it's a really, uh, you know, trying and challenging time, but it's also a really special time with some of the things like that that you're seeing pop up around the world that are just acts of goodness. 
Oh, absolutely. And I think that particular, like one act of goodness is not going to, to be done in vain. I think that one act of goodness is going to inspire another act of goodness, which is going to inspire another act of goodness. And it's going to be this, you know, I'm, oh man, I don't want to say this, but the joke is there. It's going to be a viral thing that it's going to <laughs> spread, that kindness is going to, to spread, um, hopefully, hopefully in a much more positive manner. Uh, than what we're currently experiencing. It's an interesting thing to to see. For me, I'm I'm kind of observing observing this, and I'm noticing, you know, just collectively, everybody's sort of coming back down to earth. There's not as much political bickering going on. There's not as much bullshit. So, I think in some ways, something you know, this, it shows you. You know, when when things kind of get stripped down and people's humanity takes over, I think there's a lot of good in people. And I think, you know, no matter what side of the fence you're on or what your values are, how how your thoughts lie, at the end of the day, it's like when something like this happens, um, I think our our innate instinct to come together and, and approach things in a communal way comes out. And, it's, and to me, that's a healthy reminder of who we are as a species and and what our potential is in every other area of societal life, you know? So anyways, sorry, I'm, I'm rambling now. There's been a handful of things. I mean, obviously people have been really supportive. I've, a couple of my friends did some live streams last night, made some decent money, you know, and, and it's going to sustain them for a month, a few weeks at least. Um, besides that sort of generosity, I think they're, they're like symphonic distribution is um, working with, local and regional acts and a lot of the artists that they have signed to their distribution uh, distribution label to uh, essentially put their, you know, they're making these playlists and, and they have this, this page, this like drop page where every time you click on it, every time it refreshes, it brings up a new artist on their roster where you can listen to their music and, and buy it directly from them, you know, on this, in this hub. I think things like that, you know, people stepping up, people that have, the infrastructure from a technological standpoint have the infrastructure to to create opportunity for people. I mean, that's that's what I'm noticing a lot. Like I said, it's sort of interesting how it's bringing out the more communal part of our nature. You know, you, until you know, shit, until there's no more bread, until shit gets real real, and then you'll see then you'll see people's animalism come out, and then uh, that's going to be a whole different conversation, a whole different phone call, I'm sure. So. So I know you've only been in, you know, self-isolation for three days, but uh, maybe it's too soon to tell. Do you think you'll view the world any differently after this? Are there any changes you want to make to maybe how you were spending your time and approaching life? Oh, man, I already have been. Yeah, 100 uh, percent. Even beforehand, before self-isolating, uh, watching my friends isolate themselves or being on mandatory quarantine and things like that, it's we are connected far more than I think we thought we were, you know, here, this thing originates in another area of the world and it has reached us in a matter of months. And that is no, like, that is no small feat. We are more interconnected than we could ever imagine, which means we need to treat each other according, accordingly. You know, we need to be more mindful of one another's personal spaces and one another's emotional spaces. Uh, well, that, well, that, and just like, looking at society as a whole, and this is going to sound terrible and I don't know you can delete this if you want to. <laughs> uh, 
just looking at how our culture is up on the toothpicks of capitalism and how we're wobbling in this, you know, in this structure of, of governance. It's like, okay, you know, I think that we, the people, the capital W, we, the people, capital P, is showing up a lot more than the other people who might be in positions of power. Well, it's just, you know, hopefully, hopefully we make it through and we're telling our grandkids about the great toilet paper famine of 2020. <laughs> oh my God. I remember 20-ply. It was amazing. <laughs> um, I think it's nice to spend time with your family that you wouldn't otherwise spend. I mean, you know, it's when, when you're an artist and you're independent and you're trying to maintain a business and a brand, and if you want to call it that, um, it gets to it gets to a point often where you know you the the amount the amount of work or whatever the, the type of work it gets it can get tedious or a workload can get heavy or it can feel like you don't have you know uh, time to devote to yourself or whatever, and you realize you know kind of, times like this you kind of realize that a lot of a lot of those thoughts and actions are selfish in a way, and you should be spending more time on the things that matter. Put your phone down and, you know, hang out, hang out and talk, run around the yard and not, it's nice, it's been nice not to have to think about what I have to do tomorrow um, and just, I mean, I'm working still, but it's, for the most part, it's, you know, I'm able to put my phone down and just sit there for hours on end and look at my, look at my 10-month-old baby and just watch him and, you know, when, when, when life's moving quick and you're working, you're working your ass off, you know, it's easy to miss that kind of stuff. So in that sense, I think uh, it slowed me down a little bit. But beyond that, I'm not doing anything differently. I'm just I'm still chilling in the studio and writing and making food, things that I like to do. So, so Chris, if there's one thing you want people to remember or do during this time, what, what would it be? Uh, to practice empathy. Uh, to be mindful of the people that are around you, that social distancing is important. And if you feel like you're going to project some sort of insecurity onto somebody else, that maybe take a deep breath and understand why you're feeling a particular way and how the other per- person might be feeling a particular way before you do anything. Also, be there for your neighbor, um, both um, personally and probably at a, di- at a distance, like if you can take care of them. You know, on uh, if they have a landlord that isn't necessarily, you know, uh, being practicing kindness in that sense, maybe coming through and, you know, paying their rent or paying their um, paying their electricity bill or paying their water bill or something like that. Like, I, I'm also contemplating these two these things too, trying to go through what I have in my bank account, what I might do, and now I'm just talking openly, and maybe this is inappropriate, but I have no idea. Look, it's an unprecedented time, right? Everybody's trying to figure out how to maintain and sustain, even if it's, you know, the the life everybody hopes to come back to after this thing's passed. And music's such a binding thing, both as an artist and as a people that like consuming music. And the idea of coming out of this and not having those social spaces and gatherings and, and all the all the great music that brings people together, both as a community and also just keeps you sane. They're all really fair questions and things to be thinking about. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, I think we all are kind of holding out hope to come back to some sort of normalcy. But I also think we have to kind of relieve 
and kind of let go and be open-handed with what the future might look like. But there's still, you know, uh, areas in which we can still grow and still um, expand ourselves and be mindful as a culture and a society and still be present with ourselves and present with our community. I would say be patient, be try not to be reactionary. Um, understand that, you know, collectively we are strong and um, the community is important, you know. It's, it's times like these where you've got to come together, obviously. Uh, we're much more powerful together than we are separate. And who knows what's going to happen with the government and what's what kind of control they're trying to impose. Um, I mean, that's certainly a concern. I think if you're an aware person or you're, or you're woke, as the kids say, you <laughs> are aware of the potential for a type of control that we haven't seen yet. And uh, I think we need to all be brave in these situations and, and understand that we have we are individuals with individual freedoms and rights, and that this is not a time is a time to be be a community and to band together and to, and to maintain our strength as a group in any situation. So um, you know, I think just being patient, being patient, and 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 listening with a keen ear, not not being allowing yourself to get hyped up. You know, by all the by anything that comes across as sensationalist. You know, think think smart about what you listen to and smart about uh, what you digest. Think prudent with information, I should say. What are you uh, What are you listening to at home right now while you're under quarantine? Let's see. Um, I'm listening to Raylan Baxter a little while ago. Oh yeah. Doing some stuff off of, uh, I think he did a Thunder Sound. It's a studio out in Kentucky where he recorded his last record, but I guess he, there's a bunch of demos that he had recorded, and he just finally offloaded them in, in, in a collection. So listening to that, um, I love Raylan Baxter. Great writer, great voice. His dad, Bucky Baxter, is like a killer Nashville session uh, pedal steel player. So he's got yeah. he's got the lineage. Um, yeah, man. A- Andrew Duhon that we we had on the show earlier last year. Um, Raylan Baxter sang some backups and stuff on his record, uh, his most recent record, False River. And he said and the guys guy's voice is just such an instrument, um, as he put it. So yeah, man, we're big fans of his. Super talent. We're listening to Rufus and Wainwright talk cigarettes and chocolate milk this morning. Oh uh, yeah. I've been, <laughs> I've been we've been every morning. Like my girl's like, we're going to have, my girl's telling me, she says, we need to, like, we're going to have to have a routine because it's going to get monotonous if we're not, if we're not, like, we don't have something to look forward to in, in, in that sense. So it's going to get weird and it's get monotonous. The kids are going to go crazy. So I'm like, all right, that's fine. She made this long list. Every morning we've been doing a meditation. I'm teaching my four-year-old how to breathe in, through his nose, and out through his mouth. Through his soul. And, and so we've been listening every morning to, like, binaural beats and, different meditative music and i don't know keeps the baby calm that's yeah mental health for all of us is probably good for everybody you know for sure just starting the day with uh some sort of intention like you know we want to today we're gonna finish painting or you know today we're gonna 
spend half the day riding in your your Jeep. You know, <laughs> I don't know. It, it's kind of going sort of crazy, but luckily we have instruments there and we have creative means so that keeps us occupied. It's important. Listening to a lot of um, the live streams that are um, that are being performed, but also some of the same artists that are like, hey, here, I made a playlist that has a whole bunch of other local musicians on it, spin it. So I'll spin that, maybe turn the volume down if I'm doing something else or turning up if I need it. In terms of shows that you had on the calendar, Chris, did you have any shows you had to postpone? And do you want to tell people when they might see those again, or are they just kind of postponed indefinitely right now? So far, everything is postponed indefinitely. Um, all the March shows are pretty much squashed. Um, I was looking forward to April and possibly May. There were a couple of festivals that I was looking forward to, but you know, I'm just kind of taking it open-handedly, following the uh, the leadership of the people that are involved in in things like uh, Rock by the Sea. And uh, another friend of mine, Sarah Peacock, was coming to town. We were going to have a show at the Hideaway. I was going to go up to Atlanta to Eddie's Attic to play with Noah Guthrie. Just you know, it's like all these yeah. things, and they're all just like you know what? You just gotta have to hold them open-handedly. If things get quelched and things get calm by by May and June, then you know maybe I'll see you out there. You definitely will. And in the meantime, we've got the Dream Stream. Thanks for taking time to talk to us, man. Certainly, it starts about six o'clock. Um, you go to the Dream Stream on Facebook. You can find the event page, which we will uh, day of post the, the streaming link to. We're going to do it to Tampa Sessions and Joe Giannotti. Yeah, we'll stream it. Every, you know, we'll support it and push the stream out and everything from our end too. Man, I love what you guys do. It's uh, what you, you and Ed do. It's great. You guys are fantastic support for the community, and uh, you know, it's it's times like these where we we rely on people like you that have exposure and the uh the means to expose what we're doing so thank you and uh look forward to talking to you and maybe down the road well dude if you need anything don't hesitate to ask me yeah vice versa man you got it man we also had the opportunity to have a quick chat with nick ewing to get some more details on how this particular project came together and what you can expect if you tune in I saw Nick for the first time when my friend Lauren and I got to attend a So Far Sound show in downtown Tampa. Nick was playing fiddle with Ashley Smith and the Random Occurrence, a band with whom he just performed at this year's Gasparilla Music Festival. Nick is a big, talented, emotional guy, and he was visibly moved to tears during their set from the overwhelming support of the audience. And I get it, they really put on a good show. And there are very few things as good as an audience responding genuinely to a song you just poured your heart into. That feeling is one of the things we're working to preserve here. Here's Nick telling us about the Dream Stream. Nick Ewing, how are you? If I was doing any better, my friend, I'd have to be you. Well, that remains to be seen. I am in self-isolation, after all. Although, I'm assuming you are, too. I'm just about to drink a quarantini here very shortly. Oh, well, then I might have to trade places with you. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> it's just emergency encrusted on the top of a vodka. Don't get too excited now. <laughs> well, how responsible of you. Just a little bit. How's everything yeah. going, man? How's everything been treating you? We're hanging in there over here. How's everything with you? Self-quarantining is actually not the worst thing in the world. So I'm keeping everything slow for a little bit. It's pretty nice. Well, Nick, I appreciate you making time to talk to us. I know we haven't had you in the show yet because we're waiting for the right guest to have you you know, come on and play fiddle with. 
But in the meantime, we're doing this episode dedicated to showcasing all the community efforts around our music scene here to support and provide for all the gig workers and, um, you know, keep us close in a time of so much separation. And there's a lot of efforts uh, going around. You, of course, uh, as we know from now talking to Chris and JT, are spearheading this idea of the dream stream that you guys are putting on this coming Friday, March 27th. Uh, and I'd love to have you tell us a little bit about it. Man, I can't tell you enough how fantastic that is to hear. Thank you so much. It's um, super humbling to be doing this and working with the with JT and um, everyone that's involved in this has been extremely helpful. Forrest Hoffer is going to be bringing some equipment to the event. You know, just a lot of people obviously think here in a little bit, but uh, the inspiration, it's, it's kind of a first last episode for me, if that makes any kind of sense. It's a one-time thing that's never going to happen again because uh, the property that we're doing this, um, this production at is at a comp- uh, office park called Corporate Square, which is uh, un- owned by myself, my father, and my brother. And we've owned it for 20 years, and the chapter just needs to be closed down, and uh, we're moving on to bigger and better things. And I called my partners, my father and brother. I said, you guys mind if I put on one show before we uh, close the doors? And they said, Nick, do it up. And uh, super excited to have this all happening and the 6,000 square foot space that's sadly not going to be put into production, but we'll hopefully put on one hell of a streaming before it's all over and uh, plan on having a couple live painters doing some work there. We're still in the process of finishing the lineup on that. Um, hopefully having a couple friends of mine from the scene come through. And uh, we're going to have two hosts, uh, a very good friend of mine named Mr. Kyle Noss and a local podcast uh, creator, Mr. Zach Howe over at Creators Cove. He uh, offered to come up and help do a kind of like a pay-per-view style streaming event where it's not really, um, and no shame to the artists that are doing it, it's not going to be in a bedroom or a living room or um, within someone's you know house. It's going to be a little bit uh, more done up. And we're really excited to kind of bring a little bit different element to it. We're going to hopefully have some comics on board Um we're waiting to hear back from two buddies of mine. Uh, everyone's kind of playing everything day by day. I'm sure you guys have been doing the same. Uh, I'm monologuing, so I'm going to shut up now. No, it's all good. That's that's what it's for. You know, on a podcast, you can't have a ton of talking over each other. So um, tell us a little bit about, I know you talked a little bit about the performers. So it's sort of like a, almost like a variety show, comedy, music. Um, who who all's on the, on the lineup and what time does it start and how do people go watch it and how do they contribute? So it's a fanless show, so it's going to be really interesting for all the cats on stage. We have, obviously, Christopher James, J.T. Brown, Forrest Hoffer, uh, my friend Jake Sims, who is actually one of the tenants within Corporate Create. We also have Mark Etherington of Mountain Holler coming through. We have George Pennington III, who plays with uh, Ella Jett and some of the local homies in the area. And we're also going to have a friend of ours named Erin, who um, uh, she goes by Mosafine and has a really great group based out of St. Petersburg. And let's see, I am missing Adam Randall and Jake. Adam Sims. Randall. I, I heard he's bringing two of his buddies to come perform. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, so it'll be a little bit of a lineup. And then we also have Sean Kyle. Um, yes. I'm really excited to be hanging out with Sean is such a uh, special dude. And he's got a very special present for one of the folks that's going to be at the streaming event. I'm not going to say who it is because I don't want to ruin it, but there's going to be a really cool surprise and it's going to be a huge uh, contribution from Sean Kyle and myself. So very excited about that. And uh, my uh, someone who's not on the lineup, but who's going to be there, is a friend of mine, Nathaniel Bell, a really phenomenal uh, violin player as well as piano player. But he's actually going to be helping cater the event. Um, we're going to be having a whole bunch of different artists' uh, tastes and kind of do something a little Tampa themed and in the spirit of uh, quarantine. 
So we're going to come up with a little mini for that. And uh, door, uh, doors. <laughs> <laughs> the virtual doors. Yeah, the virtual doors are opening probably around 6.30 after we get all of our streaming set up um, and all of our work with the audio technical stuff. Thank you to Joe Giannotti from Campus Sessions who's allowing that to happen. Uh, I think it's truly um, special to talk about Joe because Joe just if it wasn't for Joe, this wasn't going to be as seamless and uh, simple as we're hoping it's going to be. Yeah, they're they're an important part and piece of the you know the fabric of our musical community here for sure. Have you guys had a chance to get out to their uh, to their spot at all? We uh, we have it on the on the the calendar to get over there. We we I saw them at Gasparilla Music Fest this year, and so we're planning to definitely figure some stuff out. Absolutely, that's fantastic. We'd love to see you guys get a chance to coordinate and collab. That'd be wonderful. Absolutely. Um, so Nick, in terms of like supporting the community, um, what is, is, are you guys going to have a page up where people can go and donate? Yeah, we're going to have a Venmo, um, kind of a portal. I'm assuming, uh, JT is really kind of man in that department. We're going to have it so that people, all of their Venmo material, uh, um, tags are going to be up on the screen while we're all playing. And, you know, we'll be posting some little comments and content throughout the messenger. Someone's going to be man in the man on the computer side of it and we'll be taking some questions and uh um letting people know where their upcoming shows may have been or if they're going to be elsewhere obviously put up their socials you know the websites and whatnot so we're going to try to make it as big of an exposure event as it is going to be a experience filled event we don't want it to be just music we want it to be something that has i don't know like a seth myers a colbert report kind of thing uh but for creatives Absolutely. Yeah. And something that people can rally around, you know, in a time when we all have to be physically distant, um, you know, but hopefully communally together. A hundred percent. What I told JT is it'd be great to have it so that, you know, as let's say Sean Kyle is on stage, you know, we're obviously placing his Venmo stuff and all of his socials, but talk about some of his other skills. Cause I think a lot of the people that are tuning into these streams, when they re um, a lot of these folks they are going to see a lot of them, music is their only career there is no side hustle that they don't have like a part-time job that's not related to music uh, almost 95 percent of the people that are working this uh the stream event with us this is their livelihood and i think that that's going to be really you need to talk about and showcase to the people that are actually able to uh, tune in because you know sean doesn't just do music i mean he does audio production work he does marketing he does branding and um it doesn't always have to be music sometimes he's got some corporate clients and i think that that's going to help that these artists out um, more so than ever, because we'll say, you know, some of their strengths are, oh, this guy's a great painter, or, you know, uh, he's a great babysitter, or whatever it may be. You know, it'll be a little bit different. Talk about people's strengths. So hopefully that not just the music that they're able to do um, will bring them some income these troubling times, but hopefully be able to hook them up with something else where they can actually um, get some more work out of it. Yeah, almost like a gong show networking style. Exactly. Like LinkedIn plus a charity plus. Uh, plus Seth Myers, it's going to be unique. So in terms of the safety features, are you guys, because it's such a large space, are you guys going to be able to maintain the six feet apart situation? How are you guys planning to cope with, with some of those things? Cope with the COVID. Uh, we plan on coping with the COVID because I have a full, um, commercial cleaning team that's going to be in there the day beforehand, making sure that all the top surfaces are cleaned down. The floors have been, um, wiped up, uh, make sure there's plenty of, Sanitizer throughout the space. Uh, shout out to Dark Door Spirits for putting a bunch of hand sanitizer out recently. They're a local distillery up in the Tampa area, and uh, they actually were able to give me some hand sanitizer based on their uh, their spirits that they're working over the distillery. So we're going to try to bring some more local uh, initiatives into cleaning up everything and uh, 
probably going to be a, a pre-served meal. That way no one's touching food buffet-style. Um, my buddy Nat's going to be providing uh, a couple cocktails and stuff for everybody just because got to make it a little bit of a you know, time to get together and chat. And I don't think a lot of artists ever get a chance to like hang out before shows. This is going to be really unique, too. We're going to have a lot of the equipment set up prior, and everybody can just truly hang out and enjoy themselves. And uh, Everyone's going to have their own individual chairs. It'll be labeled. It'll be clean. Wanted to, we didn't want to be hypocrites through this. I think that's really something that, you know, I wanted to tell you boys that we don't want this, we don't want people to be uh, <laughs> kind of worried that we're not behaving to the same degree. So that's something we're taking into huge account here with this whole production. Yeah, well, I think there's the safety side to take seriously, and then there's the impact on the community side to take seriously, which you guys sound like you're doing both. So I, I'm glad that you guys are able to, to put, pull them together. And it sounds like something maybe that is worth duplicating in the future because it, a different format. Uh, for both the artists and for people viewing it and maybe you know maybe a 12 artist lineup doesn't make sense for somebody on a saturday night if they have to go out and be there but if they can watch from the comfort of their home and it's another way to view it might just be another option in the future if it's a cool and really unique thing and what we would love to do too is figure out a way to maybe make this as you said kind of a uh let's do this again and maybe hone it up a little bit i've always i had the thought while we were putting this together what if we create it so that it actually goes to these people's real live shows and maybe say an aunt that's in Vermont who can't drive to New Smyrna Beach to where they're playing a show or wherever can tune in. And there's still maybe even more opportunities for these bands to get their exposure and create constant media. I think we're going to come into a time now with what's going on. There's going to be so many people who are don't have any real physical like appearance work to do for their work. And it's going to be all media. So if we can create more media, these artists are going to get more exposure. And that's the word that we all Every single one of us hates to hear, but at the end of the day, it is pretty crucial. So I think it's going to be unique to see how this transfers into the future. And I hope we get to do set it up again because working with Joe and all the artists have been super accommodating and um, helpful with, you know, willing to provide gear or some additional equipment or whatever it may be. And everyone's been just real good about it. It's, it's, it, I've cried several times over this. And I know that sounds silly, but uh, it's an emotional thing. It's pretty awesome to see that we can hopefully make a difference for some of these cats and, at the end of the day, just play some damn news. <laughs> well said. Get around some art. Well, Nick, we appreciate you making time to talk to us, man, and congrats on getting this thing put together. We're certainly going to be supporting it, obviously, with this episode, but we're going to be posting it. We'll push the streams out. We'll be watching, and good luck to you guys, and let us know how else we can help and keep in touch as uh, you guys continue to self-isolate and come up with other ways to be creative. We really appreciate it. Thank you guys for creating the outlet and making it all noticeable. We really can't thank you enough, and Look forward to seeing you guys uh, virtually. Ha ha ha. But um, yeah, thank you again. It um, means a lot that you guys call it, and I can't say that enough. Thank you. Heck yeah, Nick. We'll talk to you soon, man. Be safe. You guys as well. Take it easy. Well, it would be cruel of us to talk to Christopher James and JT Brown and not share a few of their stellar live in the studio performances from past Song Divers episodes. And while we're on that topic, don't forget that those episodes, along with many more from a wide range of richly talented local and national musicians, are always available for your listening pleasure on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So here's Christopher James doing Didn't Mean to Fall, and JT Brown with The Come Down. All right, this is uh, Didn't Mean to Fall in Love.
never saw you coming Tried so hard to move along But I found myself at the start Knew I should have got my heart Knew I should have known that day Didn't mean to fall in Didn't mean to fall in love It's too late to hide it Let's not
in my younger days Far away on the golden rays of light Till I woke up one morning The news that I lost the fight With them bloody nose Pockets full of pros I lit up the lid of the dead of night What do you do To one for the road And one for the queen's delight Give it away, baby Till it all comes down Give it away, darling Till it all comes down Give it away Till the world's falling down And all around you And you see the golden rays Make way for better days having fun Loving all the run Soaking up the Soaking up the rays of light We don't know where we're going But we know that we're getting it right So when my time has come For the final call I step in Step into the white Cause I know I was born To fly on to the other side Oh, no, give it away, baby Till it always comes down Give it away, darling Till it always comes down Give it You've been listening to Song Divers. Thank you for supporting us and our sponsors and all the great independent music makers out there trying to make their way in the music business these days. In addition to Christopher James's Didn't Mean to Fall in Love and J.T. Brown's The Come Down, we're now listening to Out of This Mess from the Echoes album by my daughter, Evie Waltill Richner. Evie and I worked on a batch of her songs along with our friend Brian Merrill quite a few years ago and never quite got around to putting the finishing touches on it. During this time of self-isolation, Evie and I finally decided to put it up at evierichner.bandcamp.com. That's E-V-I-E-R-I-C-H-N-E-R. Okay.
Christmas. Thank you for listening to this special episode of Songdivers. We are living in unique times after all, and that can call for some unique and special measures. As we noted at the top of the show, this episode is one of a few dedicated to bringing attention to the musical communities that we've had the privilege to be a part of on our podcast journey so far. That community isn't just made up of musicians, it's also made up of unique businesses and people that give those shops and services the life and detail that make them special. While you are putting the dream stream on your calendars, please also think about the businesses you love and support in your hometown, and think about how you can help them survive this period. For us, those are places like Bandit Coffee here in St. Pete, where you can find me almost every Saturday morning. They've converted to online orders right now. You can do pickup, including coffee, some pantry staples, and a whole list of dry goods. They are at Bandit St. Pete on Instagram. Other St. Pete staples are two of our favorite yoga studios, The Body Electric and Suka Life Yoga. Both have converted to streaming classes to help support their customers' mental wellness during this time and certainly sustain their instructors. The Body Electric has had Mercy McCoy out to perform in their awesome space, and Amanda, one of their instructors, has joined us for a few shows. Suka Life Yoga is owned by Brian Merrill, Ed's old writing partner and sometimes guest producer for the show. You can find them each on the gram at The Body Electric Yoga and Suka Life Yoga. Suka is S-U-K-H-A. And of course, your venues. Our dear friend John Kelly has built something amazing and special at the Hideaway Cafe here in St. Pete. And we all need to do our part to support him and the resident artists at the Hideaway, like Betty Fox and Songdivers alum Kirk Adams. John will be streaming some of his weekly acts to help bridge the gap while we all weather the storm. Please tune in and support him. Follow them on Instagram at Hideaway Cafe. There are so many more, and we'll work to find ways to support you too. So here's one last reminder to check out the Dream Stream on Facebook and all the other ones out there like it. And in short, I wanna help you out of this. Help your brothers and sisters tune into experiences happening digitally, and let's all be social and distant. Take care of yourselves and each other, and until we bring you another episode. Stay safe. Song Divers is a production of Ybor City Records and recorded in the historic Kenwood district of St. Petersburg, Florida.